scripts are just training wheels. They're frameworks. There's no magic words that you can say that are going to make someone decide that you're the one. It's a series of events in a certain order that make them understand that you're the one, that you understand them and their unique problem because that's how every person feels. That's how every buyer feels. They feel like their situation is personal and specific and unique to them. Even as the seller, you know that it might not be, but they need to understand that you have heard them. Welcome back to the Selling for Yourself podcast. I'm your host, Renee Rebar, TEDx speaker, author, sales coach. I have trained thousands of people to make millions of dollars, and I'm going to break it down step by step for you right here. This podcast is specifically designed to help women-owned seed startups with that initial lift to get their business, their offers, their profit margins off the ground and running toward their goals. If you've ever thought you would make the sale but didn't, we are going to have some fun. So the bottom line is this. When you tune in, you're getting current trends in real time on how to exactly make meaningful sales activities in just 10 minutes a day, even if sales isn't your thing. Oh boy, do I get this one a lot. Renee, I am fine with the sales call part, you know, like I'm fine with the sales. I just need more leads. Okay. I kept hearing that over and over and over again. And so I was, and still do oftentimes, give away every single way that I know how to get leads. But the reality is I have still never heard anyone even the people that have made millions of dollars with sales have a sales process, have a sales conversation that is refined and ready for the next level. I just haven't because they just haven't had the practice. And so that's okay. That's not what they're designed to do. That's not what they're best at. Even if you've been making sales, I want you to know the sales that you've been making could be even easier. What? So I'm fine with sales. I just need more leads. Oh my goodness. What a question. So let's talk about this. When I first came into the online space, I knew right away, because this was my third company, I knew right away I was going to need to hire a few people. The first person I was going to need to hire was a virtual assistant. And so I went on my way to asking around, who can you recommend? And I went around getting on phone calls, discovery calls with virtual assistants. I also knew I was going to need a coach. I knew I could not navigate this as fast as I wanted to without guidance, without someone who had been there. So I set about asking around and getting on discovery calls with coaches. I also knew I would need someone to help me with the tech, whether it's, you know, creating a, a landing page, a website, a freebie, getting an you know, email service provider, all the little things that it helps to have with your business, especially if your business is 90% virtual. All that to say, my motto still is no list, no website, no problem. But I knew that as I grew my company, I was going to have a website eventually. I was going to have an email list eventually. And I knew that if I was going to grow my company to what I wanted it to be, then I would need that coach and I would need that virtual assistant. That was literally the point where I knew in my heart I had to help women sell for themselves. I had to help them with the sales call. What I found over and over was number one, they would get on the sales call, have no idea who they were about to talk to. Even if I filled out a form, they hadn't looked me up. They hadn't any idea. They would ask me, so tell me about your business. I'm like, tell you about my business. 
didn't you read the form, <laughs> right? Like either they asked me the question already or they just didn't even take the time to look at my LinkedIn profile or Google me at all. We live in the information aids, friends. Like look the person up, spend a few minutes on the keyboard. You'll be amazed at what you find. Heck, Google yourself while you're at it. You'll be amazed at what you find there too, probably. <laughs> Number one, they would have no idea who they were talking to or <laughs> or what to say. It was such a it felt like such a waste of time. Secondarily, they did not ask questions. They did not ask me questions that were poignant, specific, and could only be answered by a human on the phone. They would ask me general questions that were obtuse and truly unhelpful. Number three, they assumed I had looked them up and knew everything about them. So even though I had looked them up, I didn't know everything about them. They left it to assumption that I knew their authority, experience, and qualifications. So that is a symptom when you get asked about send me your qualifications or send me your samples or send me some testimonials. If that's what they're saying, they have not looked you up. And there's so much that we can do before the call even happens. In fact, potentially even eliminating the sales call. So, I mean, I've just listed three things, literally three things, but I mean, I can go on. The list is long. They also didn't repeat anything back. They weren't really listening. They were waiting for their turn to talk. Every time they did ask even a mediocre question, it's as if as soon as I was done talking, they were eager to tell me all about them and how they were so excited because they had had a scenario just like that and how they had solved it and how it was all, I mean, it just felt like it was all about them. When this was happening, I was thinking, didn't you ever like date anyone? <laughs> isn't that like dating 101? I'm no dating coach, but isn't it all about like listening and asking questions and letting them talk? Like they should be talking, the potential customer should be talking 80% of the time and you, the potential seller, should be talking only 20% of the time. It was shocking to me that business owners who were in business legitimately hadn't even learned these basic things, which meant that they were so good at what they were doing and they were so great at getting referrals that they obviously didn't need these skills until the well dried up and the referrals dried up and they suddenly didn't know what to do with themselves. They didn't know what to do. And so they thought that it was all about the leads. But in reality, you do not need that many leads to be able to make the sales you want. Let's say you want to make, how many customers can you actually have this year with their with your services? If you're a web designer, a copywriter, an ads manager, social media manager, you're probably maxing out at about 100 customers a year. 100, 100 customers a year. You know those people already. That's what I'm betting on. So the next thing that they would not do, sorry, I have to keep going on the list here. This is the fifth thing and the last thing I'm going to tell you today is they would not close me. They were waiting for me to ask the price. They were waiting for me to close myself. They were not saying closing statements, like legit closing statements. Like, how did you want to pay for that today? Or great, I can start this week or next. Which one works better for you? So just giving some examples, but People wanted to have scripts, right? And I said, well, I can give you a script. And I, I certainly have lots of them, but scripts are just training wheels. They're frameworks. There's no magic words that you can say that are going to make someone decide that you're the one. It's a series of events 
in a certain order that make them understand that you're the one, that you understand them and their unique problem, because that's how every person feels. That's how every buyer feels. They feel like their situation is personal and specific and unique to them. Even as the seller, you know that it might not be, but they need to understand that you have heard them. With those facets in place, I've learned a few things. <laughs> I'm going to share them with you right now. So to overcome those five major pitfalls, what I'm recommending to you is to know that you already know your next 10 clients. You don't necessarily need more leads. Yes, it's always good to be expanding your network and growing your business or growing your email list and introducing yourself to new people, whether it be through speaking at local events or online or having ads or doing live streams or podcasts. Hey, write a book. All those are great ways to get marketing. Marketing brings people awareness of who you are. But that is the first of the four mile markers that every buyer needs before they will ever, 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 ever say yes to any offer that you have, even if it is free bricks of gold bullion, literally. So let me give you an example. When I was brand new in the sales world and I had a sales manager who asked me to work the New York City territory. And so I was in the 39th Street between 5th and 6th (laughs) Midtown office. I'd come down from Albany and I was working there and the sales manager said, okay, your territory is going to be Queens. And I was like, okay, well, that seems out of the way. (laughs) We're in Manhattan. Why do I have to take a train? And so I said, well, why don't you just give me Times Square? And he said, listen, it's not about how many people. It's all about the connection you make once you get to the people. And so he had this one game that he would play with new reps. He would say, okay, great. I'm going to give you 20 individual single dollar bills and I'm going to let you stand in Times Square and you can give out every single one of those $20 bills, but you just can't say a word. And I'm going to have somebody watching you. And if you can give out all 20, then I'll give you a hundred bucks. Never, not once did anybody succeed because people are like, no, I don't want that. What? I don't want that because all they have is proximity. So the four mile markers that every buyer needs before they'll ever say yes to anything, even free money, is (laughs) proximity, the first one. Okay, you've got proximity. That's people knowing you exist. That's people opening your emails or opting into your email list or joining your Facebook group, meeting you in person or seeing you speak or hearing your podcast or reading your book a thousand ways, right? Proximity is easy with the internet. Thank you, internet. Thank you. Thank you, internet. Proximity is easy. I don't have to go out to my territory on a train to Queens to get proximity like I did back in the 90s. Doesn't end there. Proximity isn't enough. Them knowing you exist isn't enough. That's mile marker number one. Mile marker number two is a reason to reach out. Now, there's really only three reasons to reach out. It's, hey, I need you, or you reaching out to them saying, hey, we should get to know each other better, or you reaching out to them saying, hey, let's catch up. Reason to reach out is good, means you're talking, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's time to make the offer. Proximity and a reason to reach out is pretty common. In fact, most people don't even realize that they're happening one right after the other. The third mile marker that every buyer needs to cross before they'll ever say yes to anything, including free money, is education. We love an educated customer because we know our value. We know how hard the things we have to do are. We understand the work that's involved, but chances are they don't. You know, they ask you, hey, I just, I'm just doing this live launch and you're an ads manager, so you can make that happen next week, right? 
I mean, I mean, wait, what? Where are you running the ads to? Is this a proven product? Is this is this a proven funnel? Have you tested the deck? Have you do you have your audiences validated? I mean, like, what's happening? Or like, hey, I'd, I'm launching this new business and I need the website up, you know, by the end of the month. You can do that, right? You're a web designer. It doesn't take long, right? They have no idea what they're asking for. Or like, hey, I have this blog post series that I'm writing and that I really need a copywriter to edit and, you know, help me fluff up, maybe add a couple of extra at the end. You can do that, right? By next week. <laughs> You're like, well, I mean, it's possible, but like the reality is, is that approach is obviously not always the best way because then you, you get this customer who has wildly outrageous expectations and education is key. So we need to educate. That is literally the longest phase. Now it can be a couple minutes. It can be a couple hours. It can be a couple days. It can be a couple months. It depends. Depends on who you are, how complex the issues are that you solve, how educated the customer was when they met you already. And we're only going to know that by asking them questions. Education, sharing information, sharing examples sharing testimonials, sharing case studies, sharing pictures, sharing graphs, infographics, before and after shots. I mean, all this is education so that they understand the value of the work that you do. The final and fourth step that every buyer needs to take before they'll say yes to anything, even free money, is indoctrination. And that is truly trusting, right? They know who you are. You're talking to them. They are becoming more and more educated about the problems they have, using the right words to describe them so that they can actually verbally communicate and understand what you're saying. So communicate their problem and understand your possible solutions. And now they've realized through the other pieces that you've shared with them that you are the only one that they would ever trust to solve this problem when they're ready for solving this problem. And so once those four mile markers are crossed, then we can ask the specific questions. Then they're listening. Then when we repeat back what we've heard, they are like, oh my goodness, they get me. Sometimes if you do this right, they actually cry because it's like a release. Like finally someone understands. I don't know if you've ever had a chronic illness or something that you didn't understand that was happening to you physically. Like I suffered from unexplained infertility for years. Now, finally, after 12 years, we thankfully were able to have our son, which we're very happy about. Like he knows it too. (laughs) But the doctors were like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Until I met this one doctor, I still get choked up just thinking about her. She is amazing. Dr. Kwa Kim outside of Chicago. I found her online and she finally understood not only what I was going through emotionally, but physically. She's like, I know how to solve this problem. And here are the things that I recommend. And here are some of the protocols. And here are some of the examples. And here are some of the other success stories. And here is some of the places that we might get stuck that we might have to really work at and figure it out and get creative. You know, 10 months later, after meeting her, I was able to deliver a healthy baby boy into this world. Like, amazing, right? So that like release of like, finally, someone understands my problem. Someone gets me. That could be you. You could be that Dr. Kwa Kim for someone because they finally have someone that understands what their vision is for their company, their business plan. If you're a business strategist, their social media plan and how they want to be portrayed and understood online. If you're a social media manager, a copywriter who finally gets their voice, a web designer who finally understands their brand. 
that could be you. You could be that person for them. But you've got to understand these four mile markers and stop making those five mistakes that I saw everybody make. It's not about you. You're not, a, it's not about you proving that you know better, or that you know best, or that you're the one for the job. It's about you asking them questions and then guiding them because of your knowledge, because of your experience, because of your empathy through to a decision, even if that decision is not you. Opening yourself up to that being a possibility. So when I get on the phone with someone, I have done my homework, I have looked them up, I have started a file, I have sent them emails, I have spent some time. If someone needs me, it's like, Renee, I need you. I never get on the phone that day. I'm not an emergency room doctor. If this is an emergency, hang up, call 911. But if you do want to talk to me and I do have time on my calendar, then I'm going to do some work beforehand and I'm going to send you some information beforehand and I'm going to make sure that by the time we get on that call, it's as if we already know each other. And now the call is just to get to the bottom of it so that I can give you my best advice, even if it's not me, because I'm open to all the possibilities. And I had to embody that feeling. And this is what I implore for you is to embody that feeling of, I am going to ask questions, do my due diligence, share as if they don't know, because I cannot assume anything and know that. Those five common mistakes are not my fault if I've made them before. I didn't have sales training. That wasn't a part of why I started my business. I didn't start my business because I wanted to be the best salesperson in the world. Like that's most business owners that I know that didn't start their company. They didn't start to be a web designer. They didn't start to be a lawyer. They didn't start to be a physical therapist because they wanted to be great at sales. But if they're interacting with people and they need to make offers, then they need to at least refine, hone, and foster that skill. And that's what I do. That's what I'm doing on this podcast. That's what I do for my courses. That's what I do for my clients. That's what I do in events and in all the different content that I share both publicly and behind a gate, I guess. So all that to say, my goal for you is that you will cross those four mile markers that you will share with an open mind and an open heart at the same time, not take an hour or two hours for a sales call. That is absolutely bonkers. It should be minutes because you've done all the other work beforehand. Make it easy on yourself. Makes it a system. Make that system an automated system. Make that system an automated system that you delegate somebody else to oversee. Like there are so many ways to remove yourself little by little from the entire sales process, even if you have a team of one person. I hope in today's podcast, you understand that if you're saying out loud, I'm fine with sales, I just need more leads, that you might be telling yourself a lie. And if this makes you hang up and unsubscribe, well, I'm sorry. Go find somebody else who will lie to you then. The reality is you're probably crawling over people that are willing to buy from you right now if we just understood what to say, when to say it, how to say it, how to close them, and have a, like literally a little bit of sales training, refinement, and evolution so that sales can truly become easy for you. So it doesn't become this huge, massive obstacle that's stopping you from growing your business because no one has ever shut their business down saying, oh, you know, I'm just making too much money. I'm just, sales are just coming in so strong. I just, I'm going to have to shut the business down. No, no one ever says that. So I want to make sure that you are comfortable and confident selling for yourself. And this podcast is the place to come. This podcast is the place to connect, ask questions and find out more. 
And so I can't wait to see more of you make sure that uh, we stay connected. Thank you for coming today and listening. I really appreciate you. If you ever thought you would make the sale, but didn't, let's hang out more. Thank you so much for listening to the Selling for Yourself podcast. This episode is brought to you from my heart. If you loved it, please share it with someone that you like. And if you didn't like it, my name is Bob. When you subscribe to this podcast, you'll also get the chance to come to my live page, sellingforyourself.com, where you can ask questions, hear previous episodes, and stock up on your Selling for Yourself goodies.